The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It's Monday, August 7th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. If you've got a question, something going on in your life, and you'd like me and Mark, Mark Telercio, best executive producer in the world, if you'd like us to weigh in, then all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. While you're on the website, all sorts of free stuff, the free newsletter, there's the blog, there are resources. And you also can spend a few bucks. You can subscribe to our service, which is called Jill on Money Live. That is where you have access to quarterly live webinars and more bonus content. The next webinar is coming up Wednesday, September 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And our special guest, Nate Burleson, he's the co-anchor of CBS Mornings and the studio analyst for CBS's The NFL Today Show. We're going to talk about the upcoming NFL season, the storylines that he's following, the business of professional sports, and of course, we'll dip into Nate's love of personal finance. So if you would like to join us for that webinar, which is going to be a blast, and it's going to prove my theory that all I want to talk about is the, the things I love, sports and money. I don't love money. I like talking about money. If you want to join us, you'll have to become a member of Jill on Money Live, $35 for the next 12 months. And also you get all that great special bonus content. All right. Today, we are going to get on the air right now with Lisa. She's on the line from the Garden State of New Jersey. Lisa, I've been known to say mean things about people from New Jersey who drive into New York. Are you one of those people? <laughs> Thankfully not. Working from home, but uh, I take the train when I go in. The train system from New Jersey to Manhattan is oddly lacking. It just should be better. You know, you're lucky if you can take it. But so many people live in places they can't take the train. So it's weird. I right? feel really lucky that I have a train station 15 minutes from the house. Fantastic. All right. So what's going on? What can we do for you, Lisa? So my husband and I both work full time. We're maxing out our retirement corporate match. We have two kids, um, four and one. So they're young. And we're looking to have another probably in the next one to two years. And I really wanted to get a sense from you 
you know, what we should be focusing on going forward. What's the best strategy to build wealth for our family? You know, we're kind of in the phase where we have young kids and it costs money to have childcare and whatnot. So wanted to get your thoughts on, on next steps. Okay. Sounds good. So do you want to deal with you and your husband's earnings separately or do we, should we pile them together? What's, what's easier for you to talk about this? I think combined makes most sense. Okay. So how much do you guys earn combined? About $390,000 a year pre-tax. 390000 Great. And you're both um, how old? We are going to be 35 in a couple weeks. Oh, great. Congratulations. And you're both maxing out retirement accounts, meaning 22.5 each? By maxing out, I mean with our corporate match, so with the 401k, but then also I have a Roth and a rollover IRA separately. Okay. So you're just putting up to your matching level, which is what, 6%-ish? About that, yeah. And then for my Roth, um, I am maxing that out, but my husband doesn't have one. Do you not have a Roth option at work? You know, I'm not sure that we do. I would check that. I'm guessing that only because you told me where you work and now I know that. So I think you might. But I guess the other part of it is how are you make? are you doing a backdoor Roth? Is that how you're making these contributions? Um, no, I'm not. But I actually do have questions about that. I feel like you've talked about it probably on one of your past episodes. And um, it's not something that I feel like I want to spend a lot of time on. I'd love to automate <laughs> anything and anything, anything and everything in my life. So just make it go away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the reason I'm asking this, Lisa, is that um, I'm pulling out my little chart from Ed Slot and Company's Roth IRA phase out limit. And for 2023, if you're married filing jointly and you make more than $228,000 together, you cannot make a Roth contribution. I think it's to um, to the IRA. Okay, then that's different. Okay, yeah. so you've got three different accounts. One is your 401k. How much is in your 401k right now? About 55000 Okay, and that's a pre-tax 401k. What company is it held at? Is it like Fidelity? Is it like Vanguard. a big company? It's Vanguard. Okay. Then you also have a rollover IRA, right? Yes. So that one is about 76K and Mm -hmm. my Roth has about 30K. Okay. And you're no longer putting money into your Roth because you would be precluded from doing that because- We make too much money. (laughs) Right. Okay. So why not, to simplify your life, why not take the rollover money that's in Vanguard and roll it into your current 401k? Is there some philosophical reason that you're not doing that? Uh, No, I could absolutely do that. Then you should absolutely do that because it's Vanguard to Vanguard and you should stop putting money in your rollover IRA. Mark, I have a feeling, just I have a sneaky suspicion that maybe Lisa might have made a non-deductible IRA contribution. Do you suspect that also, Mark? Given the income limits? Yeah, I, I, would, I don't see how it's not non-deductible. Do you work with a CPA? I don't. Mm, who does the taxes, you or your husband? Oh, we farm it out. My uncle is a, an accountant, so he helps us. <laughs> okay. All right. So one thing to ask your uncle is did we take a deduction for these IRA contributions, Uncle Joe? That's why, you know, until you find that out, I don't think I would necessarily roll it into the workplace because some of that's pre-tax and some of that's non-deductible, it sounds like. Yeah. And I want to know how long you've been making those contributions into that rollover. 
It could be you're going to get screwed on the whole thing. I'm just going to tell you, meaning that if you put six grand in two years ago and 6,500, it may not even be worth it to try to parse it out. But either you took a deduction for it and you shouldn't have, or you didn't take a deduction and you've commingled money that shouldn't have been commingled, meaning it's not illegal. It's just that it's a pain in the ass to separate it again. Okay, we can do it. But first question. So number one, how many years, Uncle Joe, did I uh, contribute to the uh, rollover IRA? And did we take a deduction? Okay, got it. That's number one. And then we'll find out what the answer is. And then we can then make a decision. So then next question is from work. Do I have a Roth 401k option? That's your next question. Now, what does your husband have? Uh, so he has 107000 saved in a 401k with his employer, you know, monthly contributions, gets the match from his employer as well. And does he have any other old accounts, either other rollover IRAs or uh, Roth IRAs else that are held with Vanguard as well? No, that's the only one. Okay, great. That's easy then. Do We, we don't know if he has a 401k, that's a Roth option, but we should check on that also. It sounds like if that's the recommendation for me, it'll probably be the same for him, right? Well, if they have it, if he, you know, if he works in offers it. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. So next, how about a brokerage account? Do you have any brokerage account? Yes, we do, but it's relatively small. We have about 38,000 in it. Oh, that's not small. That's real not money. You guys have done a great job. You really have. I mean, that's great. Yeah, day to day feels like it just keeps shrinking, but <laughs> no, it's well, good. Good over time. I don't know. Good over time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, what about what what would you say is like the the repository for that brokerage account? Like, do you put money in every month? Do you just like when you get a bonus? Like, how does that get funded? So, my husband had stock up or, you know, had some RSUs with his company when he joined a couple of years ago. And so they've grown. We don't, it's honestly fun money at this point. It's not like we contribute that much to it, but we buy okay. every now and then with it and just kind of watch it grow. And Right. So when he gets a, when he gets some sort of RSU that is available to sell, he gets it, he sells it, you put it in there, you allocate it into what, exchange traded funds or... Or do you pick stocks? Like when you say fun money, using it for fun money or investing it as if it were fun money? Investing it, I guess, as if it were fun money. So, I mean, it's, I have a couple stocks, you know, when companies that my friends work at go IPO or, you know, most of it is in like a QQQ or a VTI kind of thing. Um, So high risk, like I got it. Okay. Not like fun money, like that's our vacation money. No, no, no. Okay. (laughs) I'm not counting on it. Yeah. So now let's go back. So we've got, you got a whole bunch of money in your 401k, money in your rollover IRA. We need to some, get some questions about that money in your Roth money in the brokerage, money in your husband's 401k. So all this is great news. You've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Have you been investing for them? Do you have 529 plans for them? Yeah, um, we do have 529 plans for them. And we have um, about 8,000 in one and almost 4,000 in the other. And we contribute every month, just a couple hundred to each. We might have grandparent support uh, on college accounts, which is super fortunate. And I think mm. we're going to have about 10000 per year for the next f- at least few years while my mom and dad are working. 
So that's great. I know it's it's incredible. <laughs> so, and then maybe another child we'll see, and probably as you said. And what about um, a home? Do you guys own a house? Yeah, so we own a house. I mean, obviously the bank owns it, but we have a mortgage of about five hundred and thirty thousand at three percent. What do you think it's worth? Zillow reports would probably say about <laughs> 730k or somewhere around there. Okay, but you're happy in it, you're going to stay there, right? Yeah. What about a cash emergency savings account? What do you got? I guess emergency fund is separate from like our savings fund, but just mm. I, I don't know, cash accounts all together, we have about about 50 in checking and then we have a, an emergency fund of about 104,000. Is it bigger or smaller than usual, or is this about what you keep? This is about what we keep. I mean, we've, uh, you know, obviously buying a home two years ago was pretty big and took a dip in our cash because we were fronting the the down payment. But I think, like, typically it's pretty normal. Okay, great. What about, like, your overall, like, your cash flow right now? You're putting your 6% and plus other money into IRAs. You're putting a couple hundred bucks into the 529 plans. You know, you're paying off your mortgage. You're doing your fun, fun, you know, fun money investing. Like, how is it going for you guys every month? I think it's okay. Income-wise, like, after taxes and, and 401k contributions, we have about... 18,000 per month between the two of us and monthly expenses for like childcare, housing and food and et cetera is probably about 10 or 11,000. Let's call it 11. So you've got seven grand a month extra. Yeah. So I understand. So where has that been going? The $7,000 a month surplus. That just goes to our checking account. We kind of figure out what we're going to do with it. Sometimes, you know, if we are going to buy something big or do some work on the house or something, we'll use that checking account for that. But we, it's just okay. been accumulating right now in our checking. Okay. So that's re- it's a real seven. If, even if we said there's an extra five grand a month, like if we said there's two grand a month where it's going into spending or whatever, but there's $5,000 a month that is probably available every month. So yes. why is it that you've limited the amount of money you put into your 401k? Just is it a philosophical reason that you guys only went up to the match? I think it was definitely focused on doing the match. I've since increased beyond the match. I mean, we can definitely afford to do more. Would you recommend that? Yeah, that's that what we, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. Use that extra 5K. Yeah. If you're looking at the 5K a month, I think at the very least, what here, I would try to automate things. And you said you want to automate. So we're, once we talk to your uncle about like cleaning the accounts up, ideally, you end up, both you and your husband end up with your traditional 401K at work. And then you also have a, for you, your Roth 401k. And if he can do a Roth, that would be great. He would have a Roth 401k. But what we want you guys to do is put up to the limit of $22,500 a year into your 401ks. And, you know, I know you make a lot of money, which is amazing. Um, You know, you're in the 24% tax bracket. Um, as your highest bracket. But I still think that's worth it for you guys to use the Roth until you start making more money. Maybe if we would change our mind, if you were, you know, making $750,000 together, maybe we would change your mind. But for now, while you're in the 24%, we would make sure that both of you are putting in $22,500 every year into your Roth 401ks. That would be the number one um, recommendation after 
you get all the details. Then from there, I guess the question is this, you know, you're still going to, maybe you're going to have some extra money, may not be exact, but you know, this is going to be a change for you because the first big change is that you're not going to get your tax deduction, right? But you're not putting that much money in, you know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not actually putting in tons and tons of money into the plan where you're getting this big deduction. But the thing is that if we think about it, we're going to burn up a lot of that cash flow that you have, that extra cash flow of that 7,000 a month. Even if we knock it down to 5,000 a month, your cash flow is not going to feel as good for you. Right. It's not going to feel like, woo, we got all the money party. Is that okay? Because you're going to have a little less flexibility. Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely something to be mindful of. And if we, um, if we plan for it, then I think it's just getting used to the new belt tightening. Yeah. I mean, it's really not belt tightening. It's just like reallocating. So instead of it going into the emergency fund, it's just going into your, you're paying yourself, right? You're making sure you capture this cash flow. And if it's really tight, you know, you can back off a little bit. I guess the other question is, Mark, would you put anything, I mean, we want you to get used to that, but let's say there's an extra thousand dollars a month. Do you think it's worth putting money in the 529 plans or because the grandparents are doing it, should we hold back a little? You said 10000 a year total or per child? Per kid. If that's the case, then no, I would just let them do it and you guys don't have to worry about that for now. Yeah. And then maybe just put that extra money, that surplus money, if you have an extra money, is that maybe start using the brokerage account and using it a little bit more mindfully, meaning instead of just saying, I mean, you got plenty of money in cash, right? You've got 150 grand that's sitting in cash. Unless there's something big coming up that we're missing, I would start making the brokerage account, the repository for some extra money and just say, you know, uh, $1,000 a month will go into the brokerage account. And then instead of, you know, QQQ and individual stocks, we'll be a little bit more mindful and we'll say, well, we'll pick a couple of ETFs or a couple of index funds and it's stock market and international, maybe a little bit of a bond fund, and then just be a little bit more directed in that way. By the way, if you are, you'll find out, but if you are still contributing to this traditional IRA, whether it's deductible or whatever, do not contribute to that IRA. Redirect that, you know, that $6,000, $6,500 a year. That should be funneled into your workplace retirement plan. So that may help ease the cash flow problem a little bit. But there's no reason at all you should be using any sort of traditional IRA. Got it. All right. Now, next question. You ready for some more questions by me? Do you guys have life insurance? Uh, we do just through our work and we have kind of the enhanced policy or whatever that comes with, from our employers. But we don't have... Um, so we have term, but we don't have whole life. Or this, you, you shouldn't know. have whole life, but you may want to make sure that you have enough coverage because you guys make a lot of money. And if um, do you have about the same income just split between the two of you? About the same, yeah. Look, if one of you were to pass away and you said, oh, there's uh, $400,000 of coverage through work on each of us, let's just pretend that. I think okay, it's closer fine. to a million or something like that. All right. I want just double check on that. If it's less than a million, I almost would like you to get some more coverage, especially if you're going to have another kid. If you can buy more, that's great. 
you are young. It's, it's affordable now. This is the time to do it. And, um, you don't have to, you know, it's 20 years of term life insurance. It's well worth it to pay yeah. for that. And you'd recommend um, this with like an outside broker as opposed to buying um, it with our employers. You can do it with your employer if they allow it. They usually cap you at some point, but if they don't cap you, then just have, you could just, you know, have blank times your salary. The, what you want, the question you ask your, your company is, is this insurance coverage, you ready for this word, portable? Can I take it with me when I leave? Because I'd hate for you to like get this insurance and be like, oh, I'm all done, sweet. Then you leave this company, you go to another company and you can't bring that with you. And then it's five years from now and it's more expensive to get coverage. So we just want to make sure it's portable. If you can take it with you, yes, you can get it through work. If not, you can just go online, you go to Haven Life or Policy Genius and go get yourself, you know, a million dollar 20 year term policy or a half a million dollars just to have it. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. And what about the estate documents? You got those? We do. We have all those sorted. Great. Just quickly, do you have any thoughts on like, I mean, we're kind of in a phase where cash flow, if we contribute all these maxes is going to be limited. And so, you know, using that brokerage or, you know, thinking about another thing to do with that extra, which is very little after we do, if we, if we up our um, 401k contributions, but thinking about building wealth through like a rental property or like some other like real asset, is that worth exploring at this time? Or do you feel like it's just- I don't feel like, I feel like let's talk in a few years after you are maxing out your retirement accounts and you're um, got that brokerage account built up. Yeah, sure. But, you know, the idea that, you know, we're going to just build wealth with real building a real estate empire, I think that you could, there are easier ways to get there. And you got your hands full. I mean, you got this young family and buying real estate and doing rental properties is uh, interesting, but it is exhausting, time, you know, time consuming. And someone's going to have to actually be the person managing it. And it seems to me like, that's not a great use of your time right now. Very fair. Yeah. Okay. No, good. <laughs> I'm just Very good thinking. point. <laughs> the four-year-old, the one-year-old, and the one may be coming. So, all right, Lisa, we're going to grant you the ability to go talk to your uncle, find out about what you've been doing in those retirement contributions, and get back in touch with us. And we'd be happy, happy, happy to chat with you, okay? Thank you so much, Jill and Mark. Really appreciate your time. uh, We're very happy to help you out. So if you, like Lisa and her husband and this young family, you want to talk about priorities, you want to figure out how to get things on autopilot, give us a holler. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast. And we hope that you leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. As always, we would like you to know that everything on our website, jillonmoney.com, all of our content lives there. All the links to get the stuff like my book and the Jill on Money Live subscription service, it's all there. So do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 